new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, I chat with small business owners and early career professionals about their stories, insights, pieces of advice, all that jazz. Now with me today is Kay, the founder and owner of The Houseplant Hippie. Kay grew up surrounded by plants, and when her dance career was put on pause due to the pandemic, she decided to go back to her roots quite literally. <laughs> Through the houseplant hippie, Kay sells houseplants via her plant truck that she drives to various markets in the Raleigh, North Carolina area. She also has plant consultation services and has some new offerings that are being launched soon, which she discusses in this episode. Now, before we hear from Kay, I would really appreciate if you could rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcasts app. Just helps others discover our podcasts who might be interested in hearing our episodes. You can also follow us along on social medias, Facebook, Instagram, mostly any social media. It's all at Virtual Coffee Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you guys are having and continue to have a great week. Now let's hear from Kay. Welcome, Kay. Thank you so much for being on Virtual Coffee. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. So like I kick off most episodes, just introduce our audience to the houseplant hippie, your business, your mission. Just give us some background. Okay, cool. Yeah. So first, my name is Kay. I run the houseplant hippie, uh, which is based here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Essentially from this business, there are a few things that I do. I run a houseplant truck, essentially. So think of a food truck, but it's for houseplants. And essentially, I took a 7 by 14 cargo trailer and turned it into a mobile plant shop. Um, I run it from my Jeep Wrangler, and I kind of take it around the area. I try not to stay in one particular area too much. So if you're not familiar, I, I take it to Raleigh and then Durham is a sister city to Raleigh and then Cary and a couple other sister brother cities. Besides the plant truck, I also offer indoor house plant consultations, installation, delivery, shopping experiences um, for residential communities, and I'll soon be launching maintenance um, and leasing for bigger businesses and companies and corporations. And then in the next couple months, I'll be launching an online store. So that's what I do with the houseplant hippie business. And essentially, my mission is to advocate for houseplants not being a trend, right? They're living, giving beings that are constantly giving to us as humans. They're always obviously removing toxins from the air. They are offering us a space for mental health and obviously mental awareness as well. And so, you know, when COVID hit, houseplants became a trend. Everybody was inside. Everybody needed to have a new hobby and, and wanted to clean the air. So now that, you know, even with the things that are happening so far with the Delta variant um, and things still being uneasy and unsure, as people are going back to work, they're, you know, maybe not thinking about houseplants as much as they used to, or, you know, they may have struggled with the plants that they had and felt super discouraged um, after getting like, I got all these houseplants and now, you know, like they're struggling and I feel like I've killed this living thing and that's on me. Um, 
So I just really want to advocate for people to feel like they have their best shot with their plants, right? Because when you adopt a plant, it's not necessarily the same responsibility as adopting like a, a fur baby or having a tiny human, but it is a living thing. So you do feel responsible for it. I just want people to feel like they have their best shot with their plants. I want them to be able to come to the truck or have an experience with Houseplant Hippie where they know, okay, I'm getting this plant and I know that I'm going to be able to do like everything that I can in a positive light. So I just, I advocate for good energy and high vibrations. So that's what I want to lead into our community, especially in a time like this. Yeah, that is such a beautiful mission. I I love it so much. And I think you have such unique offerings with the truck. And I'm really looking forward to this online store. That'll be so awesome. And consultations, yeah. like that is so unique. Um, and like, when did you start the Houseplant Hippie? What kind of inspired that initial launch of the business? So prior to Houseplant Hippie, I was pursuing a dance career in Brooklyn, actually. Oh, wow. Um, my lifetime before house plants was that I've always been a dancer. Innately, I work with plants because my family has a history of working with indoor and outdoor plants. And we actually have a garden center here in Raleigh, North Carolina. So I've always, it's always been my summer job or my, you know, coming home from school job. Um, so I've always been very familiar with plants, but my first love was dance. And so actually before hippie, I was in New York pursuing a dance career. And when COVID hit, it was like an immediate shutdown. Like I remember it was St. Patrick's weekend. And yeah. before we even really knew how big of a deal it was going to become, but my family's very concerned. Uh, and the women that I lived with, their families were concerned. So we we're like, oh, let's just pack a bag and we'll come back in a couple of weeks. It won't be a big deal. Well, a couple of weeks turned into months. Work was completely shut down. We had all at that point lost our jobs, unfortunately. And so I was at home working on our farm and I just realized, I was like, you know what, maybe this is a season to put dance to rest for now. Doesn't mean that I have to walk away from it or quit. It just means maybe this is not my time. And so I had always wanted to create a plant truck. It had always been something I wanted to do. I had seen one um, in Brooklyn, it was way different from the trailer that I had, but I was like, man, that would be so cool to do. I wish I could do something like that. So I kind of revisited that thought and that conversation. And then I just decided, I was like, well, I don't have anything to lose at this point. I'm back here in Raleigh. I'm working on the farm. I'm not going back to New York anytime soon. So why don't I just see how it goes? So for my birthday, which was in September of last year, I launched the social media and started to like blog and blog about houseplants and then I decided to buy the trailer because I was like well it's a it's a smaller investment so if it doesn't go great it's not like I've lost everything <laughs> you know with the brick and mortar that's a way huger commitment so I was like well right. all right let me try to do something mobile so that if something goes wrong I haven't like you know just essentially like ruined my finances yep. so I thought, um, okay, well, I, how about over the winter, I'll work on this trailer. So I bought it as is, as a 7 by 14 um, So no, nothing had been done to it. Um, I had to have the skylight installed and the window and the slat wall. So that took some time. And by the time it was finished and ready, it was March, which was perfect because it was just starting to get to the point where I could transport the plants and it not be too cold. I didn't want to start running the truck with the plants on the truck 
unless it was going to be warm enough for the plants to be there. So I kind of left space after the trailer was done. Um, and then I started running the truck and I just got super blessed because, you know, once I had posted the truck, so many people started tagging businesses and markets and they're like, you got to get her out here. And so after I posted the truck, it's just been running since then, which has been beautiful and awesome. And I'm really thankful for this community in the triangle area for supporting me. Yeah. Thank you for taking us along that journey. It's just, I always get so inspired by speaking to, to people like you, because you just have this idea and you just go for it. Like I'm sure there were many challenges along the way, right? It's not this super easy. Oh yeah. That was the easiest thing I've ever done, but it's just so, so inspiring just to, to do it, like to have an idea and act on it. It's very, very inspiring. And yeah, congratulations on the success you've had so far with the Houseplant Hippie. And were you able to take it full-time? Like, is the Houseplant Hippie your full-time job right now? I would say no. The social media feels like a full-time job because right. you know, I have I have asked and allowed that door for people to be like, I'm shooting you a DM. I didn't get this plant from you, but help, SOS. You know, sure. so that has become a full-time job for me. But like I had stated previously, my family actually owns a farm and that's where my greenhouse is. The farm acts as my full-time job. And that's just because me and my mom are investing in expanding some things out on the farm to come up in the next couple of years. So uh, that's what we do. I would say like in the mornings and we kind of intersperse our, our space and our time with expanding the farm. And then hippie kind of gets intermingled in between. So I would say... (laughs) I would say it's kind of like two full-time jobs. So the farm is my full-time, but then it's like, maybe that's daytime and then hippie is kind of like nighttime. So it's something every day. If I'm not at the farm, then I'm working on hippie. So Mm -hmm. that makes sense, but still in the same kind of industry, right? Like this farm plant industry is, is your full-time job. That's incredible. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you like, you know, went to a nine to five office job and then did the house plant hippies. Hippie takes a lot of my time and it's Mm -hmm. interspersed and the farm is, and it was my full-time. I did work for my family at our garden center for a little bit when I came back, but the expansion of what we're doing and the passions that my mom has for the farm are just as important to me right now as what I'm doing. And essentially, you know, if I wanted to, I could run this full time right now. Um, So I am in a space where I'm working on getting some help so that I can be in two places at the same time, essentially. But yeah, I love them both. I love the farm. I love what we're about to be doing out there. And I love hippie. So I try to do them both. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, that balancing act, right? That that never is perfected. (laughs) No, that's great. And I'm so interested in the process of the plants you sell. Like, do you ever run out of plants? Is it hard to just keep them alive in this greenhouse? Like, what is that whole process like of from, you know, the first seed of the plant to selling it to someone, to selling it to a customer? Like, what are some of the steps in there? Yeah. Well, that's a really great question. I'll start with where they come from. So I try to get my house plants from local vendors. A lot of people think that I, I um, grow my plants. I would love to get to a plant where I can grow house plants. Some of them, you have to have licenses. You can't really just, there's a term called propagate. And that means that you, you cut a piece of the plant 
wait for it to get roots and then you uh, pot it yourself. I would love to be able to propagate, but there is a little bit, there are logistics to that. There are licenses for some things. And another caveat is that me and my brother actually split my greenhouse because he grows hemp. So I don't have the space that I could have to go from seed to full plant. So for now, I have them, I either get them from a local vendor or I'll have them uh, sent and delivered to me straight from Florida. So most of them are coming from Florida. Once I have them in my hands on an everyday basis, they at least need to be watered or checked for bugs, especially at this time of the year. So that looks like on an everyday basis at some point, I'm going in the greenhouse and I'm watering my plants or I'm doing a bug check because with bugs, when they're in the house, it's it's one thing to get a bug on a plant and you can quarantine it in a greenhouse. I mean, an infestation yeah. very quickly and, and then it's really hard to get your hands on. Honestly, right now at this time of the year, I, I'm really not having to spend a lot of time on the plants just because it's summer. This is their ideal heat. It's their ideal temperature. It's their ideal light. The winter is hard because they're not getting as much light as they need. It's cold. So I did in the winter when I had my first set of inventory, um, I did lose quite a bit just because it was a learning curve for me going from, you know, having had a bunch of houseplants in my house and taking care of houseplants and climate control places and then going into a greenhouse where it wasn't the same. So, I mean, better for next year with next winter, but, um, you know, that was probably my biggest learning curve. And then from there, honestly, from me to the customer, the plant is pretty much in the best shape that it can be in. I always do a bug guarantee. So if anybody gets bugs, I'm like, just let me know because I'm checking them every single day. So if they do 100%, we'll replace the plant. So that's, that's essentially, that's essentially how I'm running the greenhouse right now and how the plants are taken care of. Okay. Yeah. Very neat. That's cool that you also get some plants like shipped directly from Florida. That's that's so cool. Just a world, right? Like another world I am totally not familiar with, like where to buy plants at, you know, from your point of view, like when you're running a business, where to get plants to then sell to the customers. That's just so interesting. Then actually quite a journey to offer houseplants because during COVID actually, like everything else, there is actually and still a houseplant shortage. Oh, wow. When you were talking about plants that you run out of, there are still some plants that I would love to be able to sell that they just, they're out, they're gone, they're done. Wow. For example, there is a plant called the ZZ plant. I've been trying to get my hands on it since March and it's still unavailable or it's extremely expensive. So it also has been a journey trying to find plants that aren't your typical house plant that are still like an attractive plant or something that's really beautiful in my eyes and then learning about this new plant and then having to sell it for the ones that aren't as trendy, you know, to have them on the truck and still be able to like advocate for them has also been a really cool journey. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah. It's, Crazy to think there can be a shortage of plants, right? When when that's like a nature thing. (laughs) Yeah, but it makes sense. I mean, if, right, it's just all supply and demand. I mean, I guess supply and demand exists in nature too. (laughs) It wasn't just the fact that plants had become a trend and everybody was buying up a bunch of plants. It was also the growers as well from what Mm -hmm. I've 
learned, you know, like you don't have as many growers in the space in the greenhouse. So then that pulls you back too as a vendor. So it was a couple different factors that went into the houseplant shortage. Now I will say access has become a little bit easier over the past, I would say month to six weeks. So the growers have been saying, you know, we're really hoping to be back on track, but you know, they're still struggling too. And then, you know, moving into this Delta variant and the things that are going on right now, everything's kind of just up in the air. So. Yep. Yep. And kind of diving into the plants a little bit more for, you know, for someone who is just starting out with wanting to bring plants into their home, like what would you recommend their first plant be? Like maybe just give us a a sneak peek into what your consultation would be for, for someone who's interested in diving into this plant world. Yeah. So whenever I do consultations, the first thing that I do is kind of go through like a simple questionnaire, like, Mm -hmm. okay, Black thumb to green thumb, what kind, yeah. of, kind of plant do you want to take on? Do you want to take on a challenge or do you want to take on something easy? Everybody answers differently. Some people are like, you know, I really want plants in this space um, and I really want to be able to offer my best self. I would love a challenge. Some people are like, nope, I travel too much. I need something super easy. Um, and then that kind of helps me gauge how we're going to invest the conversation. So in a consultation, I'll walk around the house with them. We'll talk about where they want to have plants. I'll ask them about if they have fur babies because yeah. that are toxic to animals. I'll ask them about how, if they have kids, like, okay, how exploring are your kids? You know, do, do they put their hands in everything? Are they just a bunch of different questions for me to kind of get to know the human being that I'm in conversation with, right? To be able to pick the best plants. So typically for someone who's starting off, the plant that I suggest is actually my favorite plant. I have way too many of them in my house. <laughs> but fake plant is a really great suggestion for anybody who is starting off. And for my consultations, it's one of the ones that I almost have in every single house plant mood board that I make. Um, and it's just because you only need to water it once every three weeks to a month. It's NASA tested it, and it's the most air detoxifying plant that you can have in your space. I think they said, and don't quote me on this, but I think they said it it removes like more than 60 different toxins from the air. And so that's a beautiful thing to have in the space. But also there's like more than 70 different varieties of snake plants. So it's not like you're just having to have a one kind of looking plant. Like they come in all these different shapes and sizes and they're so easy to take care of. And you can really essentially put them anywhere. They, they, their light requirement is very broad. So you could put them in a space with low light and then you could put them in a space with bright light. They can even handle direct sun, like on the West coast in LA, they just grow outside. So that's why I love them. That's typically my like houseplant 101 plant. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's great advice. And yeah, I just still love that you do consultation. That's just so genius. Like that's so needed too, because Um, like I said, I'm starting to get into, you know, wanting to bring plants into the home. We just, my husband and I just recently bought a house and I definitely want to incorporate them into our space. So definitely we'll be, I'm sure, reaching out to you more and more. And I also offer virtual consultations as well. I offer like Zoom calls where we can hop on the phone. You can kind of like walk me through your space and kind of show me what you got going on. And if you have any questions and then from there, I can kind of get an idea of, your space and still be able to offer options. And that's what the, when I said house plant mood board, essentially after I talk to 
the client, I'll send like a mood board with different plants based on the rooms that they want them in. Mm -hmm. So they gauge and say, oh, okay, like in this space, I can have this plant. And then locally, they can make the decision and I'll install for them. And then virtually, they can take them to their local garden center and say, oh, these are the plants I need, you know? Yeah. Yep. No, that's awesome. I love that mood board as well. Um, and where can people, so I know you have the truck and you have your greenhouse, the farm. So where, if people want to go and buy plants from you, I know they can find your truck at various markets. I know your schedules on your website, um, but can they also always go to the greenhouse to shop for plants as well? So what I do for the greenhouse, just because the schedule for the truck and the farm is so sporadic. What I actually do is I offer something called greenhouse happy hour. And on my social media, every Friday, you'll see me post like a plant and um, like a wine or beer pairing. And so essentially I was kind of trying to stay with that theme. And there are some Fridays of the month where I offer for people to come into the space for happy hour. And I always have wine and beer and I have hammocks set up in the greenhouse and I allow people to kind of just be in the space and they can kind of hang out on the farm, walk around, see the goats and chickens, come back and ask me questions and purchase plants in the greenhouse. But it's honestly one of my favorite events to do because I really love seeing people come in on like a Friday night just to sit in the hammocks and, and chill and then ask me about plants and get wine and stuff like that. So it's one of my favorite things to do. And right now, those are the hours of operation that I'm running. So those dates I always post on my website and on social media, just so that people know, um, since it's not, I'm not able to do it consistently right now. Right. Yep. No, that makes sense. That sounds like such a fun activity, like a nice summer, fall evening, right? Just yeah. head out and it's like outdoors and very peaceful. That's excellent. I'll have to check that out. I selfishly do it for me too. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I love it. Excellent. Well, I want to dive more into, you know, your business journey as well. So you didn't, you've mentioned some of the, or you've dove into the journey of launching the houseplant hippie, some of the challenges you've overcome and kind of along that topic, what advice do you have for others just wanting to pursue their passions, whether that's starting a small business or just diving into a new hobby? Like what are your, some of your top pieces of advice? So the first thing that I would say is don't allow yourself to become discouraged because mm -hmm. it's not going to be smooth. It's not going to be simple. And at first when I started, I felt very discouraged just because I, I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, okay, now I'm removing myself from being able to like invest full time in the farm. And now I'm giving more time to this other thing. And it was tiring and it was really exhausting. And so there were places that I felt discouraged and I just really had to continue to, and my family has been a really great support system, but I really had to continue to be encouraged that, you know what, this is going to pay off. This is going to be, this is going to turn into, and I'm going to manifest that this is going to become what I see for this vision. Um, so allowing yourself the space to, if you need to, take a step back for a moment and say, you know what, I, I need to become encouraged again. I think that that's okay. Like giving your, yourself permission to feel what you're feeling. If you are feeling discouraged and say, no, like I see this, I see what it can become. And so I'm manifesting that it is going to flourish into that. That's my first piece of advice. My second piece, and it kind of goes with the first one to not be discouraged. My second piece is as you are on this journey, I 
and everybody is different. But when you're starting a business, you stop prioritizing yourself. My self-care tactics went out the window. <laughs> They're still halfway out the window. <laughs> I, I don't take care of myself the way that I used to because I'm constantly investing my time back into this business. And part of that is because, you know, I feel so loved and supported by our community that I just want to keep being able to build this vision so that I can continue to give to our community. But that means that if you're giving in one place, then there's loss in another. And that loss was and is in how I'm taking care of myself and allowing myself space to say, you know what, you know, I need to just take a moment. So I would say, do not feel like you are doing yourself a disservice if you need to say, you know what, I need to take a day for myself. <laughs> I think that's totally okay. And it makes you better for your business, I think, because the more that you become drained or the less that you're able to be at your best self, the more that manifests into your business. So those are my two pieces of advice. It's the advice of the self, you know, take care of you so that you can thrive in your business, essentially. I completely agree. I think those are two incredible pieces of advice because if you as the business owner aren't okay and, and aren't at your best and aren't taking care of yourself, then how can how can your business flourish, right? How can anything in your life really flourish when especially you're the center of your life? So it all it all stems from you. So yeah, those are, are great pieces of advice. I love it. Yeah. Excellent. I'm just interested in knowing, you know, where you want to take the houseplant hippie, where you see your future. I know you mentioned launching some new things, an online store, um, which is really fun and exciting. And just, I don't know, where do you see the future? Do you want to just continue to pursue the houseplant hippie and see where it takes you? Or do you have other adventures you want to go on? Um, yeah. What does the future look like to you? Gosh, so many, so many thoughts. <laughs> where does the future take hippie first? I would really like to take Hippie one step at a time just because it expanded way faster than I was expecting, which is a huge blessing. And so what I've been doing with Hippie so far is I've been taking it with a grain of salt. So these next few weeks and couple months moving into launching the online shop and maintenance and leasing is going to be the bigger project as I move forward with Hippie going into next spring there's a really big chance we'll be um, having a second truck, which will be oh. awesome. And it'll look very different from the one that I have now. So I'm really excited to continue the idea of a mobile plant shop. And I'm really excited to pursue the idea of having like my own brand of products to be able to offer to people. And aside from that, the online presence of Houseplant Hippie on social media is something that I'm really hoping to expand. Um, I'm going to be launching um, my hashtag Houseplant Hippie House essentially now that I've moved into my new space and all my plants are here. So I'm going to start doing a lot of a lot more blogging about the space and the plants that are in the space and talking to people about their plants. And so that's what I'm seeing next for Hippie, just essentially moving forward with the social media presence and then launching new services. For me personally, I would love to be able to see Hippie run on its uh, eventually because I have so many ideas and I have so many things that I want to do. And I want Hippie to always be a constant uh, just because this is my baby and I can really see there being so many different things that could be done with this business. Uh, um, you know, I would love to be able to resurface some of my art. I would love to be able to be in a space where I can resurface 
some other things that I had visited in the past that, you know, I've kind of tabled to focus on this right now. And I have some ideas for expansion in other places for me personally, like moving forward as a businesswoman. So I would love to be able to pursue those things, but I kind of got to get a handle on hippie first. <laughs> right, right. No, that's so exciting, though. Yeah, I think that's great to have, you know, ideas of what you want your future to be, but also not have the answer of, oh, in exactly five years, I know I'm exactly going to be doing this because right. it can definitely evolve and change. But yeah. I think it's great to know like the direction you you want to head in. That's it's yeah. very inspiring. Awesome. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing where where you take the houseplant hippie and and just watching you grow. That's that's awesome. Are you able to um, ship your plants yet? Do you see that in the future, or is that kind of impossible? <laughs> no, it's not impossible. Okay. And I badly want to work on it. Um, again, that's taking on a whole nother ball game. Yep. Um, yep. It's it's really on my list to do next. I thought maybe opening up the online shop first. And managing with things that I know I can ship would probably give me an idea for what I can and can't do. But going into the winter, because essentially what I'll be doing is I'll stop running the truck in November. It's a little too cold for the plant. So I'll stop running the truck from November to March. And during that time, I really want to be able to work on how I can expand shipping and how I can blog in other places and connect with other people and in different locations and states to be able to expand the voice of Houseplant Hippie. So shipping is one of the ways that I want to expand its voice. So soon. I don't have an ETA for that, but soon. <laughs> Excellent. Great. No, I'll, I'm going to be anxiously awaiting for that because yeah. I think that'll just, yeah, totally, like you said, expand it so much. That'll be awesome. All right. Great. I'm yeah very happy you at least have the plans to explore that. <laughs> On the list, the ongoing long list. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kay, the the question I end all my episodes with is, in this moment, what is your proudest accomplishment? And of course, it can be your business or related to your business or it can be a completely different topic. Just kind of that first thing that comes to mind when I ask you what your proudest accomplishment is. My answer could be different mm -hmm. next week, could be different next year, but yep. it, reflecting right now. I think I would say that my proudest accomplishment uh, was picking myself up in a time of uncertainty. Creating this business is, is far out of my normal. <laughs> my typical is very calculated, very scheduled, moving, you know, in a way that I have thought about every little piece and every little thing. And this pandemic has really challenged me to be outside of myself. I had moments where I felt like, you know, I, I could have just chosen not to do this and I could have chosen not to do that. But I think my biggest accomplishment was just saying, you know what, well, I'm, I'm going to take myself out of my norm. I'm going to do this. And I don't have the answers. I, I don't have any answers. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just going to try it. And I'm just really thankful that I, I was in a space where I could be outside of myself and just try to do something beyond my comfort zone. And creating this baby was out of my comfort zone of planning and scheduling and, and doing all the things that I normally do. And so having it had turned into something that has been successful, not just for me, but for the people of our community, I couldn't have asked for a, a bigger blessing. And so I consider, I consider that the biggest accomplishment because even if I'm, I'm touching one person, 
in our community. That's enough for me. And being able to have the voice now to on social media, be able to touch 3000 people. And when I'm in the space at markets, I'm, you know, able to communicate with thousands of people. And I'm just really thankful to be in a space like that in my life right now. Yeah, no, that's lovely. And yeah, congratulations on, like I said earlier, everything you've accomplished with the House Pan Hippie and beyond so far. And I'm really looking forward to following your journey into the future. And yeah, just wish you all the best with it all. I, I think what you're doing is incredible and just such a an amazing contribution to the community. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. of course. Excellent. Well, where can everyone follow along your journey? You know, Instagram, social medias, Facebook, just shout them all out. Okay. So Instagram is my biggest social media handle. Um, that's where I take the majority of my DM questions and I do a lot of my reels and that is at the houseplant hippie h-i-p-p-i-e um you can also find me on facebook at the houseplant hippie and then my website is www.thehouseplanthippie.com so those are the three places that you can find me perfect well i hope everyone checks out Kay and the houseplant hippie and thank you so much Kay, for being on virtual coffee i had a wonderful time thank you no thank you for having me 